This is a Soul Fire production. Hi, this is Kimberly Kleiman Lee, executive coach, performance consultant, and host of the Do I Dare podcast. If you're a leader who wants to inspire, empower, and raise the leadership bar, then you have come to the right place, my friend. Here you will get access to powerful yet practical solutions that elevate your performance and dissolve roadblocks. Do you dare to lead in a way that moves the needle and scales the impact? Yeah? Then let's do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Do I Dare podcast. I'm Kimberly Clement, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining me for episode 11, which is the third of four parts dedicated to the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I started this journey in January and uh, have had a chance to really practice the different components of Elrod's approach, if you will, to his mornings and have found them to be just a game changer and uh, am happy to share it with those of you who are in search of something similar. So in episode nine, I unpacked kind of the overall approach he uses for his morning routine. Episode 10 was dedicated to meditation. And this episode is going to be all about his last S in his acronym SAVERS, the S for scribing. And in this particular episode, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Why do it, the, the benefits of it, how to do it, the art of doing it, and just how to get started as simply uh, as you can. So let's take it from the top. I have never really been a journaler. I love to write, but I find that it takes me quite a bit of time. Um, I find it's a great way to just clear my head, get my voice out on paper, if you will, help me formulate my thoughts. So when I write, either for a blog or writing a report, that sort of thing, writing is just a very cathartic and clarifying approach to specifically my work. But journaling has taken it to a totally different level. So let's talk about it. Why scribe, as Hal Elrod calls it? We can call it journaling or a whole bunch of other words, but we'll use the word scribe just to stay consistent to the um, the methodology he introduces. So it does a number of things. It slows your mind down, first and foremost. It helps you get whatever is in your head out on paper, and it forces you to connect with it again, as you are detailing the uh, information that you're um, struggling with or that you need to empty your head about. Second, you become more aware of your thoughts and you realize their impact. If they're positive thoughts, you want to run with that. If it's uh, something that you're struggling with, it's a way to help unpack the struggle and perhaps make plans to course correct. And if they're negative thoughts, you realize how much you are focused or preoccupied on those thoughts and the impact that they have on the rest of your day. Third, with practice, you begin to think more clearly. So once you slow your mind down and you become more aware of your thoughts and realize their impact, you begin to think more clearly. Are your thoughts true? Are your thoughts helpful? Are your thoughts positive or negative? Are they limiting? Are they freeing? Et cetera, et cetera. And lastly, they help you to speak more clearly. So when you slow down, become aware of your thoughts, think more clearly about your thoughts, then everything that comes out of your mouth is cleansed, if you will. You're communicating an edited version of the thoughts in your head. 
So as one author so eloquently stated, to speak more clearly with your outer voice, you need to get clear on your inner voice. And that's exactly what journaling or scribing does for me. So beyond that, journaling in particular has been credited with all sorts of things. It helps improve the overall quality of life. It gets people laser focused on their goals, on helping to achieve their ambitions. It makes us more aware of unhealthy patterns in our thoughts and behaviors. It allows us to take more control over our lives and helps to put things in perspective. It helps us to see and analyze the truth versus the story that we tell ourselves in our head. It can help us to shift from a negative mindset to a more positive one, and it can help us empty out our minds of worry, anxiety, and concern. As you probably are well aware, it's a significant tool in a toolkit by psychologists and psychiatrists that help people heal from trauma, pain, or hurt. It's a way to process all, again, that's going on in their head and in their heart, if you will. So before we start into the specifics of journaling, I think we need to get this debate out of the way right away, and that's pen or keyboard, which is better. So when I say scribe or journal, I'm actually talking about the physical act of writing with pen or pencil and paper, or at most, stylist to iPad. So allow me to just get on my soapbox for a moment, and then I promise we'll get back to the topic at hand. The physical act of writing helps with effective memory recall because it's the content that you're putting down on paper is done with your own words and in your own handwriting. So that actually helps create spatial relations between each bit of information you're recording on that paper and thus activates the different parts of your brains involved with thinking and working memory. So you now can store and manage information in really creative ways and obviously recall it then later when you need it. You hone your critical thinking skills when you write by hand versus when you type it. It allows you to think more thoroughly about the information you're documenting. It encourages you to expand your thoughts and form connections between them. And then, of course, adding things like color, line thickness, doodling on the edges and so forth creates even more connections between the items you're thinking and the stuff you decided to document on paper. Handwriting is slower and more tedious than typing. It takes more concentration. It takes more creative thought and patterning. It makes it harder to take notes verbatim. Therefore, you have to actually process what you hear and summarize it in a way that makes sense to you. So there's a whole bunch of extra mental work that goes on when you're writing as opposed to just typing. Typing doesn't afford you that opportunity. Handwriting forces your brain to mentally engage with information. Mindless typing can lead to a lack of meaningful understanding, of course, and the inability to actually apply the information that you're taking in. And today, me included, many people just hit the dictate button on their laptops and let the words flow onto their document with barely a listen. And then they just reference or refer to it later. So handwriting is also a neurosensory exercise. So choose the instrument, weapon of choice, if you will, that fits your writing style and your needs. So different textures, colors, again, line thicknesses, ink types, vessels, all add to the full engagement of the process. I bet you'll never think about a pen the same way again. 
There was a great article a couple of years ago in the New York Times. I bet some of you got involved in that debate over the dinner table. It was whether or not cursive writing should be kept in the elementary and middle school curriculums throughout the United States. And the arguments kept flying back and forth. Some argued that it was necessary to eliminate it because they need to make more space for and apply the dollars to other topics like computers, technology, etc. The argument for keeping it ranged from everything from its tradition to the ability to read a handwritten card from your grandmother to reinforcing the benefits for brain development, like fine motor skills and comprehension and memory and hand dexterity, especially those in very young children. This is, of course, the world according to Kimberly, but in my case, I liken it to art or music. Handwriting is personal, and it opens up the minds to all sorts of possibilities. I personally mourn the fact that my kids don't have a personalized signature of their own, and the creativity involved in crafting a handwritten note is kind of now a lost art. Therefore, when I see one, it conjures up all sorts of not only nostalgia for me, but just this act of personalization, knowing that the amount of effort that it took to create a handwritten note was extraordinary in today's time of fast and speed and digital and so forth. Okay, enough about that. Back to scribing. So let's take it from the top. There are four ways to scribe or to journal. So first is a gratitude journal. I've talked a lot about gratitude in these podcasts. I'll give you just a quick couple examples of ways you can incorporate that into your scribing habit. A planning journal is another option. An actual journal where your thoughts drive the content and the process. And then something called free writing. It's another technique that many people find helpful especially as they're trying to form a practice of journaling and writing. Now, of course, there are many, many other types of scribing techniques or journaling approaches and so forth. These are just four to get you started. Do any quick Google, and I'm sure you can come up with a whole plethora of, of options that might fit your need. These are just happen to be a few that I have dabbled in. So let's start with the gratitude. So again, four types of scribing, if you will, that I'm going to introduce you to. The first being gratitude. You can purchase a gratitude journal. You can do what I mentioned in one of my previous podcasts a, a colleague of mine does, which is keeps a stack of three by five note cards near him. Uh, at the end of every night, he writes down three things that he's grateful for. He tosses that card in a shoebox in his closet. And then after a bit of time passes, he goes back to read and reflect on the entries that he made on those index cards as a, a way to just pay homage to all of the things that he's grateful for. I tend to write them every morning in my journal as something that I want to create as a forcing function for myself. I always want to try to see the positive, the good, the optimistic, the healthy contributing factors to my success. And for that, I choose five items. So I pick five things that I'm grateful for. I write them down in my journal. And then I pick a prompt that I want to write and spend the rest of my 10 minutes doing. We'll talk about that in just a second. So gratitude or reflection is a, a great way to start your journaling habit if this is, again, something that's new for you. The second suggestion I have for those of you who are wanting to create a journal-type practice is a planning journal. Now, this is a combination of things. It could be a combination of a calendar planner, a goal and priority tracker, 
maybe a, a bit of an accessory evaluator about your previous week, how you spent your time. And then of course, trying to plan for your upcoming time. And it could also be a place where you keep key notes or thoughts on specific topics that matter to you. I have used a number of these in the past. These were kind of all the rage in the 80s, if you will, by some of those great success type companies that really focused on having a system for your planning. And they, of course, touted the benefits of making sure that you were planful, mindful of how you spent your time and what that meant to you. I tend to be a fan of Michael Hyatt's Full Focused Planner. It's a great way for me to, again, keep my goals top of mind, um, prioritize my day and how I'm going to spend my time, and then evaluate or assess if I met my ambitions and then what I want to do to um, enhance that even more going forward. I actually have kind of created a hybrid of that because I wanted to take my journaling in a different direction. And quite frankly, I use my online calendar to um, track or plan my time. So again, I kind of use a, a hybrid of that and have stopped using his full focus planner. But I highly recommend it for those of you who are looking for a bit of a system, if you will. And I'll put a link to his detail in my show notes for sure. Okay, so we talked about uh, gratitude journaling and working with a planner like Michael Hyatt's full focus planner. But now let's get into some of the more traditional ways to think about scribing, journaling, writing, etc. Again, there are so many different approaches. These are just going to be a couple to get you started. And I'll put some resources again for you in the show notes. So if you look at a couple of the show note links that I've put in, there's some great stuff coming out of the Center for Journal Therapy. Uh, Psychology Today has some great stuff. There's a, a whole website about journaling that you can check out. But the Center for Journal Therapy actually has an acronym, another one, called WRITE. And this one might be a good one for you, for those of you who are just getting started. So WRITE, W-R-I-T-E, represents W, what do you want to write about? So think about what's going on in your life, your current thoughts and feelings, what you're striving towards or trying to avoid, quite frankly, and put that down on paper. So it's kind of like being topical focusing on a, a bit of content or a topic that you really want to think through, through your scribing or your writing. The R in the acronym is for review. So review it, reflect on it, take a few minutes to be calm or still, check your breath, your focus, maybe do a little bit of mindful meditation. Um, back to the first S in Halrod's savers. You can also um, start with sentences like, I feel, I want, I think, things to keep you kind of in the present moment, the here and now. So this concept of review is a great way to say, okay, why did I pick that topic? What do I want to learn about it through this opportunity to write? Then you investigate what you think about the topic. You just start writing and you keep going. If you run out of things to write about or your mind starts to wander, just try to refocus. Just like we talked about in the mindfulness episode, episode 10 of this podcast. So read what you've written and then continue on if that gives you some additional clarity and focus. The T in the right acronym stands for time. So time yourself. I time the 10 minutes that I spend on the Miracle Morning. I do 20 minutes of meditation, 
but I do uh, 10 minutes of journaling or scribing as well. Where I save time is in the exercise because I do five minutes of stretching and I work out later on in the day several times a week. And if you get stuck, there's a couple different ways that you can focus on that. So for example, sometimes when I get stuck, I just write the same sentence over and over again. And I'll share with you when we talk about free writing, a couple techniques, but I'll write things like, I'm waiting for ideas to come and they will. I'm waiting for ideas to come and they will. I'm waiting for ideas to come and they will. Or I'll write something like, I'm open for new ideas. I'm open for new ideas. And I keep writing that until eventually I unstick my brain, so to speak, and I'm able to um, continue on with some free thinking and um, new ideas. So again, when you think about timing yourself, just continue to write. If you run out of things to write about, write a statement that you think is going to help get you unstuck. And then E in the right acronym stands for an exit strategy. So it's how are you going to end your writing to sum up your takeaway, really reflect on a couple of your learnings, maybe um, actions that you want to take. So you would probably ask yourself things like, um, as I reread this, I'm noticing, or this particular journal entry helped me become more aware of, or based on this, the next steps I'd like to take are. So again, think of a few phrases that you might want to have on a post-it in your journal that you can move to each new entry that have you properly close your writing segment down in a way that um, gives you closure and helps you to feel like you can move on to the next journaling option. For those of you who are not quite sure what to write about, even the acronym is a bit daunting. Uh, You don't have a topic, you don't have content, you're not quite sure how to keep this a daily practice. I would recommend you start with something called a journal prompt. It's a whole thing. And again, I'm only seven to eight years in on a lot of this stuff. So a lot of this I'm continuing to learn. And of course, we'll always share and and pass on to you. So a journal prompt is really just a question, a statement, a series of phrases that prompts your thoughts and gives you some additional um, content or fodder to write about. So I'll put a couple links in my show notes to some prompts that I find to be helpful, but there are prompts for everything. Uh, So you can journal about being a better parent, healing from a loss, how to control your anger, losing weight, how to solve a business problem, you name it, and there is probably a prompt for it. So if you think about the nature of a prompt, again, the goal being to um, give you some inspiration, things to write about, there are ways to do that that won't stall you further. So you can ask yourself questions like, Uh, What's the one area of your life that you'd like to improve? Um, What would you be satisfied? What would make you satisfied at the end of today? What compliment would you give yourself right now? What are the three things you're most grateful for? Uh, What are you most proud of? Who is somebody you want to make sure you have make a connection with today? What small step can you take to work toward reaching fill in the blank this goal today? So asking yourself a question, reading a phrase, reflecting on a statement will sometimes give you a topic that you want to dive into further in your journaling. So again, a journal prompt might be something to to help get you unstuck. 
And then the last kind of journaling technique I'd love to share with you, something called free writing. This is a newer one for me, was introduced to it just a few years ago. It's something that was started by Peter Elbow back in the 70s, I think 1973. It's very similar to brainstorming, the concept of brainstorming, but of course you do it solo and it's in sentence and paragraph format. So here's the brief summary of it. You, in essence, pick a subject, use the journal prompts to help you if you need some additional ideas. You write down every idea or thought about that topic. No judgment, no censoring, and no editing. Uh, You don't mind your grammar. You don't pay attention to your spelling. You don't worry about punctuation. You should write in the form of sentences and paragraphs, though, just to try to kind of chunk, if you will, some of the statements or comments that are coming to mind. The goal here is you write as quickly as you can, as thoroughly as you can for, in this case, five minutes. You keep your hands moving. If you can't think of something to write, do that repeat a phrase trick that I mentioned earlier. Things like, I'm waiting for ideas to come, and they will. Write, I'm waiting for ideas to come, and they will. Or, I'm open to new ideas. I remain open to new ideas. Keep writing that until, again, you become unblocked and you continue on. The goal here is in free writing. Again, it's like a brainstorm down on paper. You write for five minutes and then you reflect for five minutes. You reread everything that you wrote and then you might want to annotate, meaning highlight something that meant something to you. Underline an action you want to take. Circle something you want to explore maybe the the next day. So this concept of free writing is just a way to get all of your thoughts out on paper so that you can make sense of it as you ponder it for the rest of the day or for a specific period of time. It's just a fantastic trick that will help get your juices flowing as you're new to this particular skill but want to become uh, even better. The reason I like this concept of free writing is because it does increase the flow of ideas and helps reduce your tendency to make writing perfect. So it helps you to stop censoring, stop editing, um, stop judging the content that you're writing. And it just allows you to, again, get it all on paper, empty out your brain, and then make sense of it later. It also helps increase fluency. So for those of you, for example, that like to blog, or perhaps you're writing a book, this is a great technique that authors will take as they're starting to form their characters, their plot, look for an arc in their story. Their goal usually is to commit to writing for 20 to 30 minutes every day. Sometimes they get in the zone and they can go on for hours. Other times it's just a chore. But regardless, they have to commit to going to the place that they write regularly for a minimum of 20 minutes. They get something down on paper and then they revisit that the next day. And before they know it, this kind of block, this writer's block that they're experiencing dissipates and they're able to continue on with their story, their progress, and so forth. So again, free writing is such a terrific exercise to to get you moving. So all of that said then, how do you start? Uh, Here's my super quick recommendation. First, any paper and pencil will do. Don't have to be fancy about it. The goal is just to start. But if you can, and if it helps you to get motivated, Go to a local bookstore or stationery store and treat yourself to a beautifully bound journal and a delicious pen. I always like a good pen. Something that, again, is going to get you to commit to 
trying this new skill. If you are digital, and we've already had a bit of the exploration of digital or keyboard versus pen and paper, consider an iPad with an iPad pencil or a stylus. Just the physical act of scribing to engage the brain in a new and different way is what I'd I'd love you to try here. If you're concerned about privacy, putting your journaling items down and, you know, into a, a spot that anybody can have access to, go invest in a small lockbox or find a safe place to store your writings. And then lastly, try to write in the same location every day. Make it a part of your miracle morning or just your morning routine in general. The mornings are just a great time before your brain fills up with all sorts of obligations and commitments and worries and concerns and that sort of thing. It's a great time to really think through um, some critical thoughts, things that you want to not only have in your head for the rest of the day, but progress that you want to make because of those thoughts. So there you have it. That is the last S in Hal Elrod's savers, the concept of scribing. You can do that a number of different ways, as I mentioned. You could certainly keep a gratitude journal and reflect on that. You could do a planner like Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner. There are a whole bunch of them out there. You can journal using the right prompt, what, review, investigate, time, and have an exit strategy to review and move on. You can use prompts that are, there are numerous of them out. Just Google the phrase journal prompts and you'll be brought to a list of prompts to help you figure out what you want to write about. And then, of course, there's the concept of free writing. It's like brainstorming on your own where you're forcing yourself to get something on paper. No judgment, no censoring. But again, the goal here is to build the muscle where eventually you don't need those sorts of tricks anymore. And then as you commit to journaling, just try to do it regularly. Five minutes of writing, five minutes of reflection. Try to do it the same time every day in a delicious book with a delicious pen, um, if that's something that, uh, that means something to you. I'd love to hear from you if you're a, a devout journaler or if this is a new skill you're trying to um, take on. So please rate and review this episode and certainly DM me with your progress and any insights or resources you want to share. I'm always up for learning more and doing better. That's all for today's episode of the Do I Dare podcast. Can't wait to hear what you dare to do next. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the Do I Dare podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. And we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn. Share a topic of interest or a struggle that's top of mind for you. We'll give you a shout out on a future podcast. And for more information about Do I Dare and all things leadership, visit KimberlyKlimanLee.com, sign up for our weekly newsletter, and stay tuned for exclusive content access to the tools and resources you need to lead.